Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew, the sneak peek at next week, episode number 598, for comics originally releasing November the 3rd and the 4th, 2020, the penultimate month of 2020. Uh, before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic shops this next week, Drew, if UCS goes down and these things all change, are we still going to get two different days for comics, or is it going back to one day a week? Oh, um, no, I think DC's going to change, they're, they're the one that control their, their release date, mm-hmm. and they decided they wanted... They wanted their to, own day, so regardless, it's going to stay. No, they days. wanted to sync up with the rest of their media along their their conglomerate right, corporation, right. so, you know, all their CDs and DVDs and everything, if, if there's still physical media out there. Um, their still, Betamaxes will all come out the same day. They all come out on Tuesdays, and, yeah. yeah. So they wanted, to, they wanted to sync those up, I think. Um, they didn't, they didn't gotcha. so regardless, I'm still going to have to say two days for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Until the day I die. But, you know, more importantly, Mando. Yes. Mando. Happy Mandalorian Season 2 opening yeah. day, Drew. Yeah, first episode of the second season dropped today. Um, uh, I loved it. What about, mm-hmm. what do you think? And appointment television and one of the few things non-bingeable... Boy, I love that. I yeah. love that. Now, I mean, I'm 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 fiending for the next episode, 100%. but but it's okay. But it's a good it's a good yearning that I have. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you know, I believe last year, like I think I binged last year. I think I came to the party late. I mean, we're binged like half a season or something because mm-hmm. I wasn't on top of things, um, and. I don't, would you say last season was uneven, or would you say it was great from beginning to end? I think it was great from beginning to end. I really okay. liked the the, I mean, the one off nature of it, and yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I kind of like the procedural element of it, like going from place to place and mm-hmm. solving crimes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, exactly. uh, but but yeah, the, I think there were a couple episodes I didn't like last year, but this first episode, oh my goodness. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And lo- I don't know if that's fan service in there, if you'd call that fan service, but there was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed because I recognized it. <laughs> Lots of fan service. And it seems like they're letting actors ad-lib a lot more. It seems like it, they were having a lot more fun with things. This, yeah. This yeah. Uh, Mando cracking some jokes. Yeah. Uh, has some good comic timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Did uh, Favreau, how many did he direct last year? Do you remember? I don't remember. He wrote them all, but I can't remember how many he directed. Yeah, he directed this first episode, and it was it just sizzled, man. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I am I am psyched for this. I don't know how many episodes they're doing of this season, but I can't. I'm, I'm looking forward to each and every one of them. And, and we know what we get at the end of the season, and I just can't wait. We do? Well, never mind then. It'll be uh, a surprise for you. Has it has it been spoiled somehow? We got casting news on a, on a character. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know this. I don't want to know right. this. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> it was very comic book related, Drew. Was it? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Doggone. Well, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I won't. Um, no. But anyway, Mandalorian's great. Watch it. Um, don't forget. Oh, and we have um, we ha- we we had a gift. Yes, this, we got we got some gifts uh, this week from uh, Eric Wolf, a listener. We appreciate him very much. 
took time out of his day. He heard Kyle whining and crying about... <laughs> about uh, what this time? There's a lot of things. That doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> this one was about the Loki cover for Thor number four. Oh, mo- subsequent cover. printing. Yes. And um, uh, he he had it found it in a in his LCS, picked that up for you, dropped it in the in the mail and sent it to you. But he also felt bad, didn't get he got me something too. So he there got go. me he got me a sweet uh, Moon Knight like one ninety five with it was like a virgin cover without the masthead on it that I had never seen before. Very so, cool. So uh, a Moon Knight that I didn't have, that was very cool. So, uh, Eric, we appreciate that very much. Mr. Eric Wolf, thanks for listening, and thank you for the gifts. That's very, very cool. Yeah, um, he also had a question. He also sent a question to us. Well, and now we have to answer. I feel obligated. We definitely have to read this on the air. Um, have you discussed proper packing for shipping comics? I prefer to use Gemini mailers. Or Uline has a nice similar product, um, S165, which is about 75, 70 cents each for about 100 of them. They seem really sturdy and they're expandable. I like to reinforce. I also like to reinforce them with firm form, firm ca- cardboard and usually place in a 12 by 9 envelope. Uh, never send many media mail because it's not meant for comics since they have ads. I'm curious how you guys like to ship. And if you have any scary horror stories about shipping. We've done a few features on this way back in the early days. of Back in the day, yeah. And, you know, depending on how much we're selling, because uh, I've, I've never gone scary cheap, but I've gone cheap many times on some bulk stuff for sale. Yes. Um, you headed down to a pretty good science based on how to sell an individual comic for the least mo- or money per shipping. You got it down pretty good. Yeah, I got it down pretty good there for a while. Now, I, Eric does better than I do. I don't use Gemini mailers. Um, I love uh, them. I have. They, I save they're everything awesome. I have and redo everything I have. But they're they're awesome. Um, but I, I don't usually do use use them myself unless I'm reusing someone that I got mm-hmm. one that I got. Um, but I'm I'm like yeah nine a nine by twelve envelope yeah um uh, very thick cardboard stiff Sturdy cardboard card. um and you know make sure that it's that it's taped in the center so that it then the corners can get bumped and it's you know of course bagged and boarded um you know I I used you know if I have them because we have a lot of like grocery sacks um from all my food that i consume um so i'll even i'll even put like two or three put it in a two or three grocery sacks so there's like a a pocket of of plastic around around that as well before i stick it into the the 12 by 9 envelope and yeah then i send first class um it's about six ounces normally. Now we we've played the media mail game in our past. We'll not not with a single comic. Not with a single. Correct. Absolutely. Not. Um, but let's say if I'm say, if I'm sitting twenty or like a full run, um, yeah, I'm probably going to roll the dice on media mail um, unless like it's unless we're doing priority mm-hmm. for it uh, with the insurance and stuff. Um, so if it's if it's high value, I'll do priority and get it, and get it insured. Um, if it's, you know, just kind of standard comics that I'm selling and it's just like a run, um, I might media mail that 
Um, Drew has and, an, a very good relationship with his post office, so much so that they've given him rolls of stickers before. Yeah, yeah, they give him email stickers, and you know, just put those on there. I'll just get it right through. So, um, but yeah, I don't, um, I, I don't usually do a lot, a lot of, you know, usually it's twosies and threesies, you know, mm-hmm. n- not that many at a time. But yeah, you can, yeah, I kind of got it down to a science for mailing one. You know, I've done enough of those. Yeah. One or two. One or two are pretty easy. And it really that, depends on the price. If I'm selling a, an $80 book, I'll, I might yeah. even splurge for a top loader. I've done that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, once it gets higher, then that changes, you know, graded or, or yeah, a high dollar book. An ASM 300 or something, you got to take care of that, get that to that person so they can oh, yeah. have a $5,000 book when they when they open it. <laughs> <laughs> or your werewolf by night we'll talk about that later though oh my god don't i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i don't want to talk about it uh, but yeah we may have to dust that back on you know we've of course continued to learn some more yeah um we've all have the horror stories because we sell a lot on ebay and of, of course ebay is always 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 going to sign with the buyer um whether they're telling the truth or not so yeah yeah, we've had we've had horror stories from both in both directions. Been extorted on many occasions. Yes. Just send me half the money back. Nope, I'll take the comic back. Just send me. Nope, I'll take the comic back. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Please give me the comic. Just give me. Well, the no, comic no, no, no. I don't want to go to that trouble. Well, then. Shut up. Yeah, then shut up. Stick it. A lot of scammers out there. Got to be. Lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason wants to know: Have you guys? ever experienced any paranormal activity another halloween themed question i have i i've got there was a group of friends that we always used to i don't know do weird things and then we you know the have you ever done the light as a feather stiff as a board game thing where no, you try yeah. to try to no. lift somebody with just your fingers by I've chanting seen it. and I've all seen that it on stuff. television i've never participated we, no. you know we we played that game with a, a a person that we were never supposed to be able to lift and we swear it worked out perfectly and then subsequently whenever we talk about that something would happen a shelf would fall or something loud would happen so uh, i'm convinced that you know parts of the old fraser house were haunted we don't always have things like that. So <laughs> there's been a few things that have freaked me out over the years, and uh, to that extent, I don't really watch. I don't watch scary movies or anything like that. I don't, that is not my jam. You will not catch me in a haunted house. I am quite, quite, quite the chicken when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I get. I get um, kind of freaked out, I guess, in like the woods at night. Mm-hmm. You know, because I hear a lot of things snapping and cracking yeah. the, the, you know, leaves and stuff around me. And, and, uh, I, I've like, I've seen shapes and things. I, I, I have no idea if it was just like an animal or what, but sometimes mm-hmm. they, sometimes they've made very non-animal noises and, <laughs> and look like people and moved, moved ethereally and freaked me out. And it's always been like in the woods, deep in the woods, yeah. and it's been dark, and so that 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 yeah, that kind of freaks me out sometimes. I'm a pretty um, easy I, mark, so if we go somewhere and they're like, "This place is haunted," I'm like, "Let's just leave then, and we won't <laughs> worry about that ever again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we we they would can be, have it. 
we would be terrible in uh, a horror movie because as soon as the walls said get out, we would get out. We would just like <laughs> okay, we're and out. then it'd just be credits. <laughs> it'd be the world's shortest horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's pretty. That's that's pretty much it. Um, uh, no, no. Uh, I don't think I've ever been possessed or anything. Sometimes I think my wife is, but mm, I've seen your head's been around before. But than that. <laughs> But yeah, good timing on that question. I like that. Yeah, and we live close to the Mothman. So That's there's all true. that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Marietta? Yeah, uh, just across the river in Parkersburg. Yeah. Now, um, Aaron writes in and says, you mentioned a couple shows back in passing, uh, the, Rob, the Rob Liefeld podcast. It is gold. The stories are great. Rob is crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. fun, entertaining, and comic history educational. I still wouldn't have known it exists if you hadn't mentioned it. So I thought I'd give, I'd try and give it a little more airtime. Well, I can't take credit for that. Um, Mike Myers uh, has been talking about that on his show. Um, he has tons of shows. If you ever want to check out Geek Brunch over there um, or DC Noise, he's he's all over those those um, feeds. Uh, but he was talking about Rob Servations, and um, it's been just been raving about it. So um, I've got to listen to a little bit of one of them. I haven't got a chance to listen to them all yet. Um, but yeah, it's it, well done, quality podcast, and um, can't, I like I can't old stories and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, he's telling old stories of like the leaving Marvel and forming Image, and 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 some of those different imprints that he was a part of, and all those talks a lot about pockets. A lot about pockets. Won't talk about feet. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, check that out. I'm glad you liked it. But yeah, thank Mike Myers for that. Uh, my four... He also sends us his four Desert Island comics. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. It was a floppy, a, a trade, a hardcover, and an omnibus, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, his trade paperback is DC Legends, which mm. is after... Crisis on Infinite Earth by John Ostrander and John Byrne from yeah, 1986. I remember that. It was like six issue, right? Um, and then we had uh, the Omnibus. Uh, was volume one of Sandman. And he thinks maybe he'll finally have the time to try to begin to understand it completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, single issue, he agrees with Drew. Action Comics number one. So if I get off the island, I'll have a nice nest egg. Yeah. And then his hardcover is... It's a Bird, a novel by Steven Siegel. Ah. I'm not familiar with that. I'm uh, he's, He put a link in here, so I'm going to check that out. And if he's going to take it to the Desert Island, I should at least check it out a little bit and know what, know what it is. Yeah, somebody's got that. Have you heard of that? Such high praise. No, I've not. It's a Bird. Uh, comic writer Steve explores the myth and meaning of Superman for an unde- undesirable assignment. He finds himself delving into some secrets of his own family along the way. It's a bird. It's a bird. Huh. It's a plane. It's very cool. Yeah, that's very awesome. Like that. Um, thank you, Aaron, for those uh, submissions. And if you want to be a part of the podcast, you can email us. At comics for fun and profit at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions, comments, gripes, whatever you have to say. You can also shoot me something on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our our Twitter and Facebook is Comics for Fun and Profit, and our Instagram is 
Comics for Fun and Profit. Wait a minute. Our Twitter is Comics Fun Profit. Correct. Our Instagram and Facebook is Comics for Fun and Profit. Because when we made the Twitter, characters mattered. Yeah, we back then. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I, I don't do as good a job of as keeping track of Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook comments um, and questions. But emails definitely, I I I can handle that. My, yeah. my old brain can. He's mostly keep on up TikTok as well. Yeah, do a lot of dancing. <laughs> got a lot of dances going on. Uh, Kyle, we kind of got a FOC this week. Yeah, we've got a, a little preview FOC as we got a whole lot of irons in the fire this week. So as we go through FOC, I'm just going to call out some of the things that uh, Eric also called out as his features because I don't have the official email rocking yet. Um, and we're, we're not going to necessarily know pricing or, or Calabunga exclusive pricing on anything. That's By the time you listen to this, you will have received the real Yeah, one. everything will be fixed. We're... Uh, we're uh, Making the sausage as it would. Wait, wait, that came out wrong. I don't, never no. mind. So, um, but of course, FOC is your final order cutoff. It's your last ability to check and add things to your order um, with just a couple weeks out. So, this stuff uh, is for the most part due on the first and the second. Um, and most of this stuff comes out uh, the 24th of, of November. So, your right order, before, order in November stuff for November. Yep. So, this yeah. is stuff that's going to be coming out soon. But, of course, we get some final art. We get to jump on things that are starting to heat up, hopefully, in time, and even get some FOC-exclusive items. So, of course, we'd like to jump through this and make sure we don't miss out on anything and have to find the Ebays to get the stuff that we really, really want. So, Drew, let's start at the top of our DC FOC items. And while we're there, we're going to see that the Batwoman... Or, I'm sorry, the Batman Catwoman number one is something that Eric also called out, and he likes the cover A. Yeah, um, this is the this is what so was supposed to happen in the last twelve issues of King's Run yeah. on on Batman that got aborted to this. So. Yeah, they're like, you like doing this stuff so much, just write your own darn book and get out of Batman. Yeah, and so so this was I think this was always going to be part of his his. 100 issues um but now it's now it's its own thing um so i'm curious how it how it turns out uh, i'm probably going to binge it i'm probably not going to read it uh, i was thinking the same thing on issue to issue i i've got i kind of got to give him i got to give him room to get wound up uh to and i believe that. it's coming up as a black series black label black label sorry Oh wow! Okay. So if you look at the blank variant, um, it is titled with a black label. Oh, nice. So okay. I don't know if that gives a little bit more leeway with uh, Tom King to to say it's out of continuity. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's that's what's going on. There you go. I'm looking forward to it though. Our boy Dan Mora with uh, a nice cover A on Batman Beyond Forty Nine. Uh, we've got the DC Nation prevents DC future state. Um, this is like the going to be the this is this the first appearance of all these characters, or is there something else happening before this? Is it is it in one of these? I was supposed to do research and have this answer, and I didn't. And what's the difference between the free... Discover the destiny of the DC universe. 
What's what's the difference between the free version and the paid version? I don't know. I assume that stuff that um, the final version of this will have all worked out. We don't have now. Um, I assume it's like the twenty five cent comic we got last year around this time for DC Nation that they were a quarter piece. Yeah. So that's what I look for it to be, and it'll be kind of like a precursor to what what's happening. Got to have this, but if the if it's this cheap, um, there's going to be a million of these out yeah. there. But so, you still want to get it because, like, when we go through some of our cover price talk time, we'll see ninety nine cent comics on that and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So let's say that um, get yourself a four pack, regardless. The future state version of Red Hood is super popular. Yeah. And. Out, out of all this, because this is all supposed to just take place in two months and then revert back to the way it, way it, way it was, way it was. So, but let's say let's say Red Hood is so popular that they say we're going to keep doing that, a la like a Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Well, then this is the first appearance, yeah. right? So you got to have this because yes. you never know if one of these sticks and keeps going. Um, and you got to have a couple. And yeah. at twenty five cents, you could probably buy ten and not even feel it. There you go. Right? Yep. So Buy yourself a four-pack. Give three to other people to get them into the new stuff. No. Nope. Buy a ten-pack. Okay. okay. You, and then give that's, one I to mean, a friend. A quarter, that's, that's, that's and then hoard, okay. hoard the other nine, just in case. Buy 12, keep eight, give away four. Okay. I like that's, that, And too. even $3, which is what you'd spend on a traditional two ninety nine comic. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that looks pretty. That looks pretty good. Free copies. I I don't know what the difference between free copies. Again, that's into. probably something that will be sussed out based on retailer stuff. We get a little bit of inside information on this one, I think. Yeah. Interesting. Dan Mora's take on Red Hood with the cover A there. I I think I like it. Way more white than I usually see, um, on a Red Hood title. And then yeah. the Kale Ngu variant also pretty dope. Boy, he's getting a lot better covers than friggin' Nightwing in. He looks just horrible on half of the stuff. What was the artist's name, Kyle? Uh, Kale Inju. I have no idea. You, no idea. I mean, there's not enough vowels for me to, to be able to figure that out. <laughs> no. Or they're in the wrong place. It's yeah, like the yeah. uh, <laughs> Appalachian education. <laughs> Holy crap, that's the worst art I've ever seen in my life. Where? Suicide Squad 11, cover A. You don't like Bruno Redondo. I do not like Bruno Redondo. Now we know. Did you did you click it? Yeah, it's a it, it's a it's very stylized. Oh wow, what a cop out. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know what this who this center character is what they look like normally. N- correct, but just like the 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 obnoxious flash behind. I don't know. I just think it's not good. Could you draw better? I, I, sir, I have a day job. <laughs> I'm hoping Bruno Redondo does as well. <laughs> that is not shots fired. Uh, calls him like I sees him. Yeah. Bruno Redondo is Jim Lee's brother-in-law. Oh, that's <laughs> a nice guy. That's why he's got to... I hope that's why he didn't sh- cancel Christmas. <laughs> That's why he has a job. Anything else from our good friends at DC? Well, let me see if Eric had any more call-outs in DC. Uh, He also talked about Wonder Woman 767 Middleton version. 
a very cool looking cardstock version. A very striking cover, that's for darn sure. Is that the Wonder Woman? Yep. I have a slow internet, man. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, I like that. All right, let's go down to some Dark Horse items. Of course, uh, when we're doing FOC, if your local comic shop does FOC, your DC items are due by 6 o'clock on Sunday. Hypothetically, yours may be different. They may need a little bit more time. And then standard things due on Monday by 6 o'clock for all your other items. To be guaranteed to get these in your pulls and stuff on time. And for discounted rates. And then we have um, Stranger Things, Science Camp, number three. Um, they're, uh, I guess they didn't do a, a D&D cover for this. Weren't they doing a D&D coverage for this? Or was that a different... It was a different book. It was a different Stranger Things? It was. Hmm. I'm slipping. Not a problem at all. That's put me down. Well, if we look in, in IDW, there's something called the Comic Book History of Animation Number One by Fred Van Lenty and Ryan Dunlavey on art. And they, if you saw the Comic Book History of Comic Books that they did earlier, um, they're doing this with animation and talking about. Uh, Disney and Miyazaki and Hanna-Barbera and Pixar. Um, might Very be cool. cool. Might be cool. Yeah. It's a five-issue miniseries, though. You might want to wait for the trade. But if you're just itching for that information, you can get it in floppies as well. Classic, my, classic Mike Allred on X-Ray Robot. Kyle, yes, Mountain, Mountainhead is finishing up. Mountainhead is finishing up. I totally forgot about this book. Oh, yeah. As I assumed I had missed the final issue, mm -hmm. and it just happened, like, around COVID or something, and, and I just didn't... This was supposed to come out in October of 2019. Yes, it was. And it is now coming out, and I, I, I just assumed I had already read it, or <laughs> I had already missed it. That being wow. said... Are you gonna you gonna find out what happens, or is the the die passed as they say? I mean, if they got like a, a a recap page, I mean, I forgot almost every. I think I've forgotten everything. Yes. Oh my classic Liefeld Snake Eyes Dead Game Number Three Cover A. Classic well, Liefeld. Is there pouches? Pouches, and he's in thigh deep water, so we don't have to draw feet. It's fantastic. I love it. I love. The Liefeldian things. I think he leans into the tropes so much. It's just awesome. Cover B as well. Bigger pouches. And again, we cut off the knees. I love it. Know your strengths, man. Oh, I just love that he, he leans into it now. <gasps> TMNT Best of Donatello. Ooh, the purple one. Look at that. That is gorgeous. You skipped the uh, Raphael, didn't you? No. Uh, no, I, I no, I got Raphael. Did you? Okay. Yeah, the red oh, one. Yeah. And you or you already pre you pre ordered this one? You think? No, I don't. No, I didn't. That'd so, be one of these. 
So you want one of these? Yeah. Are we doing anything special for Transformers number 25? Is, uh, that a, is that a milestone for IDW? Yeah, maybe. War World begins here. So yes, we're starting a new... A new uh, well, so nothing really. Yeah. It now all we have, leads up to this, with Megatron making his plan for Cybertron, Ironhide, Chromia, and Hound launch an operation to free those he has imprisoned. The future of Cybertron rests in uncertain hands in this double-sized action-packed issue. Stan Sagai has allowed Peach Momoko to do a cover of Usagi. That is awesome. Yeah, so the new Usagi Ojimbo Wanderer's Road uh, has a Peach Momoko cover, and it's quite nice, quite hey. pleasant. Hey, jump on the train with this, Drew. There's plenty of room. I'm just not hating. I mean, I'm on the train. Jump on the train, Drew. It's very nice. Plenty of room. <laughs> we got to look at these Department of Truth incentive covers, because we got to dope when we missed last time ugh crap this 25 is awesome as well I think they're going to start just going as demented as possible with these uh, incentive based covers for these yeah. just to really get us because that number 2 was so wicked when I saw it but I like I was afraid of it well I mean are you doing a 10 copy a 25 copy are you going to do that are you going to pull the trigger I should have on two, is what I'm saying. I missed the boat on the 25 incentive copy on two. Yeah, you're not doing that. You're never doing that. Have you I seen two? You... No, but I just okay, know we'll you're, not gonna, you're, not, cover, you're not going to... talk about it later. You're not going to pull the trigger. I just you know s- you're not going to... Like, if I'd have seen this cover, I'd have mentioned... I'd have you'd, have pulled, you'd have pulled a one in 25 incentive cover. Yeah. You'd have, you'd have spent the money. Have 50 you... bucks. You'd have done that. Yeah, I don't think it would have been that steep, but yeah, maybe... It was such a dope cover. All right. Ice Cream Man, local comic book shop day 2020. And Drew, by golly, we got yes, yet another Susian book. Yeah. That's Green Eggs and Ham, right? Green Eggs and Ham. Green Ice Cream Man. So, again, it's tough to get a... Uh, Guess I have to get this to complete the set. Mm-hmm. It's tough to get a break on LCSD items because our good friends um, at our comic shops don't get breaks on these LCSD items. Um, but I think we've got to have that one. Yeah, I'm thinking about it too. And we look at um, Savage Dragon is doing a retro 70s trade dress uh, for. Image, but Image wasn't around in the 70s, so I'm not really sure what they're going for there. That's supposed to just look like an old Marvel comic. Mm. I guess. We have, but uh, we were talking about the LCSD items, so we have four LCSD items, it looks like, from Image in this. Right. We have that Ice Cream Man. We have a gold foil version of uh, Invincible, number one. Yeah. Um, we have... Er, is that a, yeah? That's a comic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we have a gold foil monstrous talk stories, and we have a a version of Spawn one Spawn three twelve. It looks like. Yeah. Now, Kyle, if you go down to Spawn three twelve cover C, mm-hmm. um, that's a made up name, right? That's not it. That's not an actual artist. Tonto Revolver. Tonton Revolver. 
That's 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 fake, right? That can't be right. Um, real. Correct. Yeah. That's got to be a pen name or it's a somebody's nom de plume. He maybe. saw Mark Twain was taken and panicked. If that's a if that's someone's birth name, I just I can't I can't imagine it. Son of you know Jim Revolver. <laughs> and just loved loved that scene from Empire. Yeah, who didn't? That's exactly totally. <laughs> I'm named after something that smells bad on the outside. So we have cover A, B, and C available for Spawn 312, and then we have a cover we still don't have available as the LCSD variant on that. Right. And maybe, keep your eyes peeled for the email, maybe uh, Eric's doing the uh, bundle again. Yeah, it's possible. He's been doing a lot of that because Spawn's been very cool because I saw a lot of people super happy with... um, their uh, Black Panther homages that just came out. Down into Marvel, sir? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Did I get to... Did I report back on the um, Marvel snapshots that was done by Chaken, uh, the the Spider-Man Chaken uh-uh. issue? Um it was so good. It was so good, and it was like Spider-Man was hardly in it. Mm. It was basic. It was basically a Chaken crime book, like a Chaken a la Brubaker type okay. crime crime story. And Spider-Man was in it maybe a couple of panels, a handful of panels, uh, and it was called Spider-Man Marvel Snapshot Number One. But it but it was just awesome. The the fact that um, it, it was just it was just great it was just great comics but nothing not really anything to do with with uh, Spider Man um, kind of in there but not really um, but it but it was a really fun fun read and, and worth reading um, so these things are odd these things are some are straight up stories that make that jive and some are just out there so this one's um this one is civil war marvel's snapshots number one um and this is that saladin ahmed doing it it's probably more by the by the numbers i'm guessing hmm. uh, but yeah check out these snapshots when they come out just to see what who the who the uh creators are because we have civil war snapshots number one here yes that's one, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're relaunching some Fantastic Four down here with Road Trip number one. And this is um, Chris Cantwell. Like I like his writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if as this is a one-shot. Is this a you know six issue mini what is this exactly but uh interesting here we have our heroes at home book from marvel 999 zeb wells writing this being stuck inside isn't easy for anyone even superheroes see how your favorite marvel characters have coped being cooped up with heroes at home see how spider-man the hulk captain marvel 
Wolverine, Black Panther, and Captain America do in quarantine. Let Marvel make you smile, courtesy of Arctic artists uh, Gururu and the writer Steve Wells' Sunday Funnies. I don't know if they're collecting the covers they yeah. did on these, these heroes own covers into a book, or if they're writing individual things, but just, you know, if you're collecting things that happened during COVID, here you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Kyle, what's this King in Black thing all about? King in Black is obviously hard for me to click on. Alright, Darkness Reigns. After a campaign across the galaxy, Null's death, spoiler alert, uh, or death, death March. Okay, sorry, I thought, wait, hold on. Null's Death March arrives to Earth, and worse yet, he hasn't come alone. With an army of hundreds of thousands of symbiote dragons at his command, the King in Black is a force unlike any Earth's heroes have ever faced. Eddie Brock, a.k.a. Venom, has seen firsthand the chaos that even one of Null's symbiotic monsters can wreak. Will he survive an encounter with the God of the Abyss himself? And this is new stories because some of this stuff is Null Marvel Tales is actually a reprint, right? Yes. So they're oh, yeah, both this about is new Null. Donny Cates. This is a new Donny Cates, and then Null Marvel Tales is number one is a reprint of Venom Three. Is that correct? Is that right? That's... Yes. Yes. So that's why it's eight bucks. Yeah, yeah. In Venom three and four. Oh, Venom three and four. Okay. Um, all right. So what? Where does it, so? Okay. So we did like what four or five printings of three, Venom three. Yeah. Um. So this, what does this count as? <laughs> yeah. And where does this fit? I don't know. Just a reprint. It's just a reprint, I guess. At this point, we're, it's not collectible, is what I'm asking. Is that correct? Correct. Probably. <laughs> but you never know. Correct. With Donnie, yeah. with Donnie Gates. Yeah, this might also have uh, Venom 25. Yeah, I don't know what's on this, but at least Venom 3 and 4 is. Yes. Boy. Modoc gets a miniseries, a four-issue miniseries. <laughs> Patton Oswalt's doing some of the writing on this. There you go. Um, so There'll be a whole panel dedicated to the KFC Famous Bowl. Maybe. Um, the uh, this, I guess it's going to be a show on Hulu. So Modoc's getting a show on Hulu. I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And so uh, Patton Oswalt will be involved in that. Is he going to be the voice of Modoc? Maybe? Sounds a lot like Ratatouille. That's pretty cool. Um, could be good. Yeah, there you go. Could well. be good. We got a five-issue series from Power Pack back here, Drew. How about that? Uh, holds a special place in my heart, always. But probably not right now. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Is it? Is any uh, the covers jumping off of it? Yeah, they're all pretty standard. They're all pretty standard, but they're neat. They do a good job. Mm-hmm. The Union, number one, Drew. What is it? I do.
do not know. Tell me, tell me. I do not have a solicit. Huh. Paul Grist, Andrea yeah. DeVito. Yep. The grand unveiling of The Union, a team of superheroes gathered from all over the United Kingdom, featuring Union Jack, Snakes, Kelpie, Choir, and their fearless leader, Britannia. But when disaster strikes on their first public debut in the form of an invasion of Empire with a Y, the fledgling team is immediately pushed to their limits. Don't miss out on an exciting new chapter of Marvel from legendary creators Paul Grist and Andrea DeVito. Gotcha. These are all existing British superheroes, correct? I don't know yeah, if any of them are new. Yeah. I don't know that anybody cares about British superheroes. Somebody does. Somebody out there loves them. Yeah, yeah that's all I had for Marvel. Okay. What kind of Mega Man we cover we got there? Yeah, Look at that Mora. Boom. Yeah, Let's see what our... Oh, uh, we can't get to see that one. But we can see the the main. Yep, cover A, not too shabby, a little bit humanish. Dr. Light chilling there, getting into the action behind him, I assume. Or is that Wiley? You can never tell. I don't remember. It was the 90s. Early 90s, right? Late 80s, early 90s? When I was mean, Mega we, Man? Yeah, game? we got the first Mega Man in the, in the late 80s. The first rock band, I should say. Um, but then he's continued. I mean, we just got Mega Man uh, 11 last year. Wow. That's year. awesome. Yeah. Trade Do you back. still play it? Or you, have yeah, you yeah, given oh, it yeah. I still play them. Still love them. Do you but really? That's awesome. The, the X-Series collection, because they, they recollected um, um, all the Mega Man Xs and all the regular Mega Mans in a couple different collections. So went back and replayed them. Um, Two is still my favorite. Three is probably the best ever. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I walk with monsters number one from Vault. Paul Cornell, Sally uh, Cantorino. Well, you might walk with monsters, but I make boys cry, number one. Oh, we all knew this. <laughs> this is Benny Powell, Crease on art, and Jamie Tyndall. Oh, this is that White Widow spinoff thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were less than impressed with that. All right, there's our FOC. Thanks, Eric, for getting it out. Um, we appreciate that, and you guys... Stay tuned for uh, some pricing information when you get yours, and he'll have a little more details on some of those hot books that he's selected uh, when the email comes out. Well, you've already you've already seen the email because mm -hmm. by the time you listen to this, it will already be in your hot little hands. Yep, absolutely. And if you don't have it yet, because uh, we didn't do a very good job of telling you um, lately, it's it's in the show notes. Please click on that, um, and you can always. Uh, go to Kawabunga uh, website and email him and he'll get you on the on, go that way as well. So. 100%. Alright, Drew. Uh, do we want to look at some of our hot books? Yeah, man. Let's do the hot 10. Alright, let's head over to our friends at comicbookinvest.com They do a Which, great job. I think I was supposed to do the hot 10 before the FOC, aren't I? Yeah. 
Yeah, I blew that. It's Go ahead. all good in the hood. <laughs> uh, but the Hot 10 is, of course, a list that they curate each and every Friday for the hot books that they see selling, and they tell us all about them. So, Drew, let's start with the first one. The last road in number one, the Aaron uh, Bartling variant limited to 300. Wow. Wow. A Kevin Eastman cover? Actually, no. Sorry, it's the Aaron Bartling cover. Kevin Eastman doing some of the interior art. We knew this would likely be expensive based on the couple of pre-sales way back in the summer. Now it is live. The $550 sales are impressive. That's nuts. Yeah. We talked about this at one point. Dark Knight's yes. Death Metal, Rise of the New Gods, number one. The Boss Logic 1 in 25. Yeah, we were intrigued by this one. We th- we th- It looked like the jock cover from that detective that was so popular that was reminiscent of that and this is uh doing well over 20 over 60 bucks already over 60 bucks yeah moving well uh in general the last row to number one 20 to 30 dollars isn't a massive price hike for a nine dollar cover price book but the buzz surrounding this book is immense and for those that have read it did it live up to your hype yeah i wonder if the uh if the art changed dramatically there you go Department of Truth number two. This is the one in 25 you and I were talking about with a just crazy striking cover. Yowza, the cover looks like it belongs back in the pre-code era. And anyway, oh, wow. for double ratio at around 50 bucks. So if you would have seen that, you would have said, yeah. Yeah, I would that... have said there's something to that cover that will both amaze, sicken people and do all kinds of weird things to them. Pretty wow. good. I, sh- I was going to get a hold of Eric and try to get a hold of this Batgirl and I forgot. I think we've been down the CW spec trail before, but maybe DC will use Ryan Wilder well in the future. In any case, the $6 cover price book is selling for over 20 What's the deal? Character Why? Character. Yeah. Where? Which one is he? I don't know. It's in the, in the book? Yeah. In the book? Okay. Yep. At rank 6, we have Assassin's Creed. Interesting book was a giveaway from pre-orders of the video game 2007, more than doubled in price this week to $70 after it was announced that there would be an Assassin's Creed show on Netflix. If you find this, be aware that it did come with a poster. Would uh, Do comic people care if, you, if the poster is in there? Uh, yes. Comic people care about everything. They're crazy. Yeah, they care about coupons, don't they? Yep. Yeah, that's true. Stamps. Stamps yeah. and you know, Hulk 181. Yep. Yep, look at that. Look at Werewolf by Night. Look at Werewolf by Night. Rank 7, Werewolf by Night 32. While it hasn't hit all-time highs yet, the uptick this week after the announcement of Poe Dameron as Moon Knight is too much to ignore. 9.0s were about $2,100 a month ago and are now $2,700. Uh, I'm going to just stew on this for a minute for Drew. I sold for 10 cents on the dollar. <laughs> 10 cents on the dollar. My God. Dr. A for number five. Terry Dotson one in 25. I don't know about you, but I think Dotson style fits Afra perfectly. So like for 35 to 40, just after its release. Rank nine, we have ye old lore of your Jeremy. Bastien, another one of these not so easy to find and off the radar books. Rawls used to run around sixty, 
couple of SS 9.8 sold this week for 300 of 350 and expect to pay at least that for any copy going forward. Same author as Mouscar. This features the first appearance of Cursed Pirate Girl. Wow, I've never heard of that. My, me either. At rank 10, we have Wolverine from 2013, the number 8, 1 in 30, Matthew Waith variant. Um, so this was about a 20 to $30 book. Now a 9.8 has sold, and all current listings are over $100. I am a kid of the 80s, so I do like a lot of these 8-bit covers. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, same with me. I also child of the 80s. Honorable mentions from here, Spider-Gwen, number five, the David Aha San Diego Comic-Con variant from 2015. Um, okay, so this one is not an easy one to find. In fact, no copies have sold in the past 30 days. When you look at what they have sold for, which is around $75, and then you look at what they are listed at, 150 and then combine that with the heat that AHA is getting, this one is set to increase in value, and it is a gorgeous cover, which we had a lot of them. Yes. From the Out There collection, we have Horrors 13. Definitely an LB Cole cover. The pros on the cover doesn't match the artwork at all, but who cares? A 7.0 sold for $1,700 this week. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that stuff. And since I did things out of order, I'm going to go right into the cover price uh, top 10. Number one, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number 110, the Ben Bates 1 in 10 variant. And we talked uh, about how these 1 in 10s have been getting very quick heat. And we thought this one might do the same, and sure enough, it did. Sure enough, it did. Uh, Mercy Sparks Zero. We talked about this a little bit. Um, continuing to sell well. Uh, 50 bucks for a raw and near mint. Uh, Paper Girls number one. Love this book so much. We've got plenty of them. Mm. We should probably start selling them. Yes. Uh, this is a high a sale of 100 bucks for CGC 9.8. Which I could have got a CGC, a signature series 9-8 of like everybody for like 60 bucks not too long ago and I did not do it. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 4 from 92. This is the Omega Red. And it's continuing to sell. Sold 20 copies. Uh, 9-8 sold for 169. ASM 300. Yep. Still selling well. Forty, Almost $4,500 for a 9-8. Damn. Uh, static number one. This is the Milestone book from 93. Uh, 23 collector's edition versions of this sold this week. Uh, 125 bucks for a raw, still bagged. Uh, Gotham Academy number one from 2014. Uh, this is Maps Mizuguchi, debuted as the newest Robin, this first appearance. Uh, sold 22 copies, 175 bucks for a 9.8. And there are Clunin 1 and 25 variants that are uh, also selling very, very well. Uh, Phantom Star Killer number one, a scout book uh, from recently. Mm -hmm. um, the New York Comic Con version skyrocketed, skyrocketed, and this first issue is also doing well. Uh, it only sold 13 copies, but there weren't that many listed. Uh, it had a high sale, 15 bucks for a raw copy, so there might be some movement and upward mobility on that. Uh, we Live, the Dustin Nguyen 1 in 15 variant from Aftershock. Um, this is uh, sold 19 copies, 
and sold 40 selling $45 for a raw copy um, uh, Phantom Star Killer number one the New York comic-con variant uh, this is uh, what is this $300 for a raw copy um, that's pretty darn good uh, so yeah you couldn't really go to New York Comic Con, but somehow you must have been able to get hold of the variant, the exclusives. There we go. Yeah. And in our honorable mentions, and our runners up for cover price top ten at rank eleven, we have Justice League fifty. Um, of course, from twenty sixteen. These are the first full appearances of Jessica Cruz at Jessica Cruz, and the first mention of three Jokers. Uh, we saw a CGC 9.8 going for over 200 bucks. At rank 12, Ultimate Fallout continuing to move over a grand for a CGC 9.8. Rank 13, we have the Gold Foil uh, one per store variant of Walking Dead Deluxe at 175 bucks raw. Thor 6, still moving good. Uh, the Del Auto one in 50, uh, CGC 9.8, 156 Talked about the new Werewolf Wolf by Night series. There's the Takashi Okazaki variant. Uh, the newest, hottest variant of the week, moving 12 copies. 81 bucks for the raw version of that. Of course, Edge of Spider Verse 2. It's our first Spider Gwen slash Ghost Spider. Um, close to $1,000 for a 9.8. 990. Crazy. Of course, ASM4, that's our soak cooling down a little bit. Don't want to hear that. Not a big fan of that. Under <laughs> 300 for ZGC 9.8. Come on, soak. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer's Supreme, number one. This first issue features a couple of first appearances like Kushala the Demon Rider and Nina the Conjurer. It was recently announced that Demon Rider will be getting his own comic series. Uh, high sale, 1550 for all. Good old Moon Knight, number one from 1980, CGC 9.8, almost hitting $400. And Icon, number one, 1993, DC's comic. This issue of the is the preview of Static, number one, 25 bucks raw. Very nice. Yeah. Now, we're back on track, and we can go look at the sneak peek of next week. Try it. Now it's time for our sneak peek of next week. And of course, Drew and I start with our friends at UCS. We go to ucscomicdistributors.com slash new releases, and that gives us the stuff coming out for 11-3-2020. And we are on Batman 102, and Matina has a dope-looking cover B. And then Ghostmaker is the cover for the 1-in-25. Didn't think we were allowed to talk about the 1-in-25. Moving on. Oh my god, you're just such a baby. You're such a baby. Strange Adventures Director's Cut. What do we think of the Director's Cut on Strange Adventures? that all the way back down in the S's? If going oh, down look down at that. Building, yes. Yeah, there it is. Interesting. Yeah, six bucks for this already. Tom King milking a little bit there. Sweet Tooth, The Return, Jeff Lemire Comics. Here we go. DC Black Label. The Matina Dead Planet is really nice. Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Batman Hush, number one. Um, of course, Hush is a big thing. This is a nice little one, $6 one-shot. Uh, the uh, Ben Oliver movie homage variant for Deceased Dead Planet, is that um, like something I should recognize with the blue... 
I do not know the answer to that one. Yeah, it doesn't look familiar at all. Yeah, I, I like that sweet tooth. I, I have to get that. Now, you really a big fan of Hush. Are, were you thinking about getting I that? I am. That's, I'm a big fan of Hush. I love him as a character. Uh, curious in this one. Philip Kennedy Johnson. That's We like him because he did uh, something we liked. What was it? Eh, I can't remember. They're talking about him for The Last God, but it wasn't that. Is that what they said it was? No, I, I don't. I, that wasn't what we liked. We liked something else. Yeah. Anything else? Warlords of, A War Warlords of Appalachia and Low Road West. He did both of those. Yes. I think those were like boom books, maybe. Mm -hmm. Aftershock, Aftershock or something. Yeah. Uh, Derek Chuk, uh, Young Justice 20. I like his uh, take on that. Man, I'm liking these Derek Chus more and more when I see him. A little bit more of a Japanese anime style on him. I like it. Yeah. Very good. So... Anything else from our friends at UCS and our DC titles? No. All right, let's head over to previewsworld.com, November 4th, 2020, and start an image. Well, crossover. pretty sure. Oh, yeah, sorry. go ahead. That's That's a, go ahead. One. Yeah, Big go ones ahead. crossover. Donnie Cates writing, the creative powerhouse behind the best-selling critically acclaimed God Country, Thanos wins, and Redneck returns for the biggest launch of the year. Imagine everything you thought was fantasy was real, and now join us in a world where reality is dead and anything is possible. I look for every image book ever created to just start popping out of this book. Am I wrong <laughs> to think that? No, I, th I think you're right, and then that'll be fun. That'll be lots of fun, and I hope they do that. There you go. Um, I like the cover B. Um, it's cool looking. I also like the cover C. But mostly the cover A is my favorite. We got a goddamn Virgin Brides, number four. Very happy. I just read three last night. Oh, did you? It nice. It, it was great. It's still very, very solid. Here is our Savage Dragon 252 second print Charlie Brown parody cover. Finally yes. coming out. That With we a were, bonus week for FOC. Yeah, that we were very high on during FOC because we were in the know and we didn't think many people were. So much so that they decided that they didn't want us to be the only people in the know, and they held it over for a second week and ruined all yeah. our excitement. Yeah, they did it to us on purpose. Yep. Five covers for Walking Dead, Drew. This is when I ask you, are you still ordering five covers, and which one's your favorite? I'm ordering all of them, and I like them more. I really like uh, my boy Glenn on that uh, cover E. All the art items. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, still ordering them all, but, um, you know, I got a problem. We know that. <laughs> Down to Dark Horse? Yes. Bang is ending. Cyberpunk 2077 Trauma Team number three. Continuing to do well. 
Um, this movie or this game just got punted again till mid December. So all this stuff that's coming out, uh, everything except the darn game. It's kind of a spoiler, right? There's the Stranger Things D and D crossover. Yep, there's your D and D crossover. And that is, hmm, is that the player's manual? We have this conversation every time we think something's the player's manual. Yes. Monster Manual? Monster Manual is what we, we thought it was. Yes. But Art Not Final, so who knows? Not quite nerdy enough, Kyle. We're not quite nerdy no. enough. No. That, or we're just nerdy with a tinge of Alzheimer's. <laughs> yeah. Yep. TMNT Jenica number two, one of six. If you're into the new TMNT character, Jenica... Um, boy, Kevin Eastman will give you an awesome cover B on that one. Down into Marvel. Hmm. Struggling here. Yeah. Ultraman going to a second print. More people uh, than I thought were interested in Ultraman. Um, I had talked about liking some of these Bounty Hunters second printings. Number five going to a second print there. Not as cool as some of the ones I'd like to put that one. It's still pretty nice. Floor number two going to a sixth print. Why not just pick up everything at this point? <laughs> keep keep doing it. Yep. Not much in Marvel for me. Disappointing week for me in Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Drew, do you know anything about Dynamite number one? No, I do not. I don't either. Dynamite's newest masterfully malevolent mini features a double dose of covers from Peach Momoko and get this month's Red Sonia portrait free of book dress in this limited virgin edition. Green Hornet, Kato. Hmm. I don't think I even understand what this really is. Yeah. Okay, so it's just a Red Sonia limited version? Interesting. Oh, there's a, okay, so there's a Sonia, a Vampirello, and okay, it's just another way of selling the same darn thing that we skip over each week. Exactly. We discussed that we are not interested in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers anymore. We think the die has moved on all of that stuff. Yes, we're, we don't. But and, we do uh, have Origins, number one, from Boom Studios. This is the one we passed on because it was a cross between Ascender and uh, something else that we didn't like. Remember yeah, that? Descender and Little Bird. Little Bird, yeah. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you had me until you, you had us until you threw, threw that, that out. That out was weird. <laughs> we only find them when they're dead. Number two going to a second print. 
And let's see if there's anything in our smaller publishers. I do like Cold Dead Hands, number one, from Source Point Press. This is Garrett Gunn doing the writing, Lee Maluski on art. And it's uh, about aspiring mercenary Kit Kelso, who comes wrist to wrist with the deadliest hands in history. That's all there is to it. Um, very simple, uh, but it it, ha- it has my curiosity peaked. At Darkwing number one of ten, I've been jumping on these heavy metal minis that they've been doing. Um, yeah, I don't Good know call. with them doing these. I just I like what heavy metal does. And I like its art, so uh, I'm gonna grab. I grabbed this and one other this month, going from uh, them doing these series. I kind of like that they're pivoting what they do and and going more into a traditional comic book phase. And I, I'm gonna support that while I can. Uh, yeah. The Darkwing, a planet turned into a spaceship by human-like people known as quails searches the cosmos for a solar system to call home piloted by the legendary benedict gun the exploration of this uh gargantuan ship is an adventure like no other but when captain gun pulls a daring interstellar maneuver the price he and his crew must pay is deadly uh, we've got a new ahoy number one uh, ahoy comics is one of my favorite publishers of last year um, this one is happy hour number one uh, Peter Milligan doing the writing, Michael Mon- Montano on the art. Uh, in, in future America, being happy isn't just a right, it's the law. While the Joy Police brutally enforce this cheery code, two young people go on the road searching for a haven of melancholy where they can safely bask in their blues. Uh, rem- if you remember, all Ahoy comics come with additional extras, prose, pictures, and even poems in the back. The back matter is always solid in Ahoy. So uh, this is a good one. I'm going to call you the Joy Police. <laughs> I could not be further from the Joy Police. The Land That Time Forgot, Fearless Number 1 from uh, American Mythology. So this is, of course, the Edver, Edgar Rice Burroughs' Land That Time Forgot. Um, oh, I gotcha. With an all-new series set in the astounding prehistoric world of Caspac said during the time period of the original novel, The Land Before Time, uh, The Land That Time, sorry, not The Land Before Time, The Land That Time Forgot, Fearless reveals a previously untold story of Bowen Tyler and Lys LaRue as they trekked across the landscape of the unforgettable and unforgotten prehistoric world of Caspac. Giant spiders, fierce ape-like warriors, prehistoric beasts, and Setoc the Savage. This one has it all. I liked The Land That Time Forgot, so this is kind of neat, but I don't know that I necessarily care that much. Yes. Um, Pantomime number one is from Mad Cave Studios. This is a Chris Sabella book with art by David Stoll. Um, uh, Haley and her brother Max are alone after their mother's death, death and sent to Wayfair Academy, a special needs boarding school. Eventually they find family amongst other deaf children. Does that mean that they are deaf as well? Um, one night... The group decides to dip their toes into crime, and the thrill is too much to leave behind. They soon find out that stealing from the wrong person has its consequences. With no one to turn to but each other, they must make a choice, one where no one comes out the same. So that's interesting. Mm. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure. I guess they're deaf. Are they deaf? Why would they go to, it says family amongst other deaf children. I guess that means they're deaf, right? And that, that would make sense with Pantomime, I guess, yeah. as the title. So, yeah, kind of cool. Kind of cool concept. Red Atlantis number one from Aftershock Comics. This is one of the few Aftershock 
comics that I did not get. I was not interested in this list necessarily, but some other people. No. Um, Stephanie Phillips, Robert Carey, a series of unexplained violent crimes on election day around the U.S. lead the FBI to zero in on a covert group of Russian terrorists. When a Texas journalism student named Miriam accidentally finds herself mixed up in the investigation, her life will never be the same. With political espionage, treason, and even mind control, can she clear her name and stop the U.S. from entering into a new Cold War? A raw and brutal thriller ripped from tomorrow's headlines. Very, very nice. That sounds good. We have Savage Circus number one. This is a heavy metal two. Yes, Uh, it's the other one I got, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this looks pretty cool. Um, there's it's a cri- there's, there's a crime spree going on, um, but they collide with a runaway train. The train capsizes, not capsizes. That's boats. What it, they derail? The train derails <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, scatters all the contents. It's a circus train though, and it's not just any circus. It's a savage circus, which has like crazy deadly animals in it mm-hmm. and then they've got to like ground you know run away from these psychotic animals and um it's a pretty cool high concept i like it and um it might be a fun fun read it's a 10 issue mini series you'd think that they could probably get that done in <laughs> half that yeah. but there's animals everywhere this is gonna take some time this is gonna take 10 issues to find these guys uh, but a, but a cool concept there you go and like I said, I've been I've been uh, jumping on some of these uh, heavy metal traditional comic books, and I think they've had some heat too because the print runs have been pretty reasonable. It's not an FO. I don't think they had, they they participate in FOC. Yeah, I believe so. So you either pre-order them or you don't. There you go. We loved Year Zero Volume One. Here we have Year Zero Volume Two. A cover one being a Kari Andrews and a really awesome cover on that as well. This, of course, from artists, writers, and artisans or Upshot Comics. Uh, Post apocalyptic zombies get them I can. They only did five issues in the first one. Uh, why not just keep that going and not split it in two? But hey, whatever. Exactly. Anything else, Drew? Uh, no, nothing else for me in the back half. This is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go to your LCS? Make sure you grab, put in your little uh, short box in your top loader and know that it is going to be featured on one of our top tens or our hot tens here in the future. Well, let's hope it's happy hour, number one, from Ahoy Comics. Uh, that's the one I'm going with. There you go, and I'm going to go with Darkwing, number one, from Heavy Metal Magazine. A lot of things here that could have also got him. Of course, the big one, uh Crossover, number one, big feature from Image. And then Hush, one from DC, another thing that made my my uh, my tops. But I'm going to give it to Darkwing, number one, from Heavy Metal. So, a lot of really good books this week. All kinds of reasons to go to your local comic book shops. Do not forget them. Do not miss them, because some of these books will fly off the shelves and be gone. I cannot wait to read Crossover, number one. That'll be the one I read right away. And, of course, Drew... Um, is having a small emergency at his, at his house, but it's all good. So all kinds of things to get this week. Don't be uh, waiting. Hit your LCS on Tuesday and on Wednesday to make sure you get your copies of these books, have them in your poll boxes, all kinds of good stuff here. I want to thank you so much for tagging along with Drew and myself as our sneak peek at this week. So for Drew and for myself, see you.